0: Hey humans! How's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. On this episode, I had a phone conversation with Asia McLean Chapman, although you likely know her as Asia McLean if you, along with the millions and millions of other people, listen to Serial Podcasts for season. Um, On the first season of Serial, it, which was hosted by Sarah Koenig. Koenig, ah, Koenig, I can't say her name, ah! Koenig, there it is, um, she dug into the trial of Adnan Syed, who was accused and, um, and found guilty of murdering his girlfriend uh, hey Min Lee. Now, Hey Lee uh, vanished on January 13, 1999. Her body was found weeks later um, in Leakin Park, which is in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, he was the prime suspect, and uh, Adnan was the prime suspect. The trial happened, and he was found guilty. However, there was a person who said, hey, I saw him in the library at the time this was committed. This crime was supposedly committed, and that person was Asia McLean. Although her testimony was not heard, she wrote letters to Adnan and said, Hey, I saw you in the library, and the prosecution and the defense, they they just didn't, they did not follow through. And so her testimony was not heard. Um, Adnan was found guilty and sentenced to prison where he still is by the way um here's the thing in our country we have this right to a a fair trial and if you regardless of whether you think he's innocent or guilty if you listen to all of the evidence that Sarah dug up and all the people she talked to and, and this that and the other um it's pretty evident that he did not get a fair trial if he didn't get a fair trial then then he how do you find someone guilty I mean I I know it happens all the time and there's all sorts of things that play into that but in my opinion whether or not he's guilty or innocent which I've gone back and forth myself um trying to figure it out um he certainly didn't have a fair trial and so that being said uh with this serial podcast coming out and of course, everyone has their opinions and all that. But um, when the information came out, and it was so obvious that it that was so the the trial was so poorly handled that the that he didn't have proper defense, um, then people dug in, and uh, along with the Innocence Project, um, basically they're they're gonna they're gonna retry it. So. There is a appeal going on. I think there's an appeal going on for the appeal. Uh, it's starting to get real convoluted again. Um, from my understanding, the prosecution is trying to stop the retrial, and I, I don't really know where it is at this very second as I'm recording this. I spoke with Asia um, a couple months back, and gosh, yeah, so I'd say it's been about two months now, maybe even more and um, she was great it was very kind of her to be so open and forthright in the conversation and uh, she wrote a book about being the alibi witness which must have been incredibly surreal Um, and of course everybody in the world looked to her and she wrote this book called Confessions of a Serial Alibi, which is out now on Amazon. And um, I put links to it on heyhumanpodcast.com, along with other information about the trial and um, Adnan, um, and as well uh, about Hey. Uh, it's certainly a tragedy, as it always is, when somebody dies, uh, when somebody is murdered, uh, especially a young person. I mean, it's always bad, right? But a young person, most especially. This case is just, it's a bunch of mazes and rabbit holes and confusion and who knows? Uh, I guess Adnan knows, Adnan knows if if he did it or not. Um, Maybe he's the only one that will ever know. Uh, So that being said, uh, Asia and I had this conversation. We did a conference call. And there's a couple times where my, um, because we were on the phone, unfortunately you can hear my Call waiting or my texts come through. I tried to get those out of there, but um, I apologize ahead of time for the annoying beeps that happened a couple times in this conversation. Um, usual stuff, you know how to find me on social media. Hey, human podcast on Twitter. It's under Susan Ruthism. Thank you guys for getting the word out and for sharing everything. If you have a moment, please go to iTunes and rate and review Hey Human, and. Um, other than that, I just, thanks for listening, thanks for helping grow this thing, and I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, it's it means a lot to me. So, uh, enough of that. As usual, I am going on and on, so let's just get to it. Here we go. Hello?
1: Hello? Hi, hi Susan, this is Asia. Hi Asia,
0: how are you? Pretty good, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for being on Hey Human. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry that we our schedules got so wonky.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've been dealing with some health issues lately, so my brain is out in left field half of the time. And I'm so sorry about oh, it. Oh no! Yesterday,
0: it's all fine. Don't even worry about it. And uh, you're a mom, so you get all the passes in the world because <laughs> <me, laughs> being a mom's
1: got uh, that's just. I woke up yesterday and the kids had taken my phone and it was like completely dead. And <laughs> I just said, "Oh, I will put it on the charger." And my husband's like, "Oh, let's go outside. You know, we got to weed the garden." And so we got out there and we started doing all that. And
0: oh yeah, life's swimming life swimming with
1: the kids and yeah, you life know.
0: takes precedence. I think gets away from us for sure. <laughs> Well, so I want to tell everyone. So your name is obviously uh, Asia McLean Chapman. You are now married, so uh, Chapman is your married name. But back in in the day, you, your maiden name being McLean, and everybody, I'm sure who who like the whole world knows you from Serial podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> whether much to your chagrin, in some ways, I suppose. <laughs> but um, I yeah, know,
1: definitely and getting used to even now i still get caught off guard yeah well
0: and it's it's interesting that after so much time that and all the renewed interest i imagine you get harangued a bit online and when you're out and about people recognize you and stuff
1: well it's more so in conversation um people people don't necessarily visually recognize me but in conversation when things come up Uh, people hmm. begin to put two and two together especially you know with me living out in eastern Washington you know the minute they put together Asia and then they find out I'm from Baltimore a lot of times that's kind of what clues people in and they're like wait a minute (laughs)
0: right yeah Washington's my home state I, oh, it is? Yeah, I live in Nashville, but Washington State is where I grew up. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Is it? Are you guys getting smoked out from uh, Canada, from the fires?
1: We are, we are, um, and there were actually some uh, fires a little bit more uh, local as well, so it's been gross, we've had, our sun was pink the night before last because of all the smoke in the air not not our sun I'm sorry our moon was pink um it it reminded me of of sunset in LA with all the smog you know
0: oh yeah (laughs) I'm sure it's beautiful but not very healthy to breathe by any means
1: no not (laughs) at all uh we were barbecuing yesterday um and I swear while I was outside that I smelled just like barbecue because so much you know smoke in the air
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. My parents, they're, you know, they live uh, in Seattle, and th- my mom, um, oh, sorry, because we're on a phone, some of the text stuff's going to come through, unfortunately. Normally, we do, like, Skype and stuff, and that won't happen, but, so just so people listening, when you hear the beep beep, that's that's my phone getting text. Um, <laughs> anyway, so my parents were saying, my mom's got some asthma stuff, and she was saying it was really hard to breathe, but, you yeah. know, so... Let's talk about the book. So you wrote a book, "Confessions of a Serial Alibi," and in it, you're talking about just from your perspective, your point of view, because you had a lot of people really coming at you saying that that your memory was was not a, a, a real memory, or that you were trying to support Adnan because um, you had a crush. all these different theories and stuff, and yeah. so you wrote. Yeah,
1: the- I've, I've heard. Everything under the sun, <laughs> yeah. everything from, I'm, um, you know, is she remembering the wrong day? Is she lying because she has a crush on him? as if, you know, that would last, something like that would last the duration of almost 20 years. <laughs> right. And,
0: uh, and you know, conspiracy children.
1: theories <laughs> about working with other individuals in the case as far as family members or family friends. Um. Just crazy. Uh, just you know. I I even heard. A, a, I've even seen a rumor where they speculate that I was helping Anon in order to impress my ex boyfriend, who was Anon's friend. Wow, <laughs> that,
0: that starts so. getting very woven together, doesn't it?
1: Exactly. And, you know, as you can imagine, some of them are laughable. But, you know, when people start to insult your character and, um, you know, just pick different aspects of your person uh, and your persona apart, it becomes hurtful as well. And, you know, as a normal everyday citizen, I was not accustomed to that type of attention or scrutiny. And it just became very stressful for me. And so, I actually began writing in a journal um, just to try to vent some of my frustration and and work through it myself. Uh, but after a while, it just became apparent to me that you know that wasn't really that wasn't really um, giving me the help that I needed because you know I wasn't really voicing those opinions to anyone. I wasn't. Um, getting the opportunity to get my side of things out there and um, you know after I ended up testifying um I just I was connected with several different people um that you know made this opportunity apparent for me and um, it was just something that came together really really oddly actually and so um it gave me an opportunity to, to get my voice out there so that people could actually have a first-hand account of um, you know, what this whole situation has been like for me and what my memory actually is.
0: Right. I think it's interesting, too, just after hearing the whole ep- episodal um, podcast, going getting through the whole thing, reading your book, doing some of the research online, and I think a lot of people who who are the armchair detectives on this, you know, listening at home and and such, they're coming at their theories from the minds of, you know, 30-year-olds, even 20-year-olds, 50-year-olds, whatever, and I think people Mm -hmm. forget what it's like to be a 17-year-old kid in high school. You know? Actually,
1: yeah, I totally agree. And, and And to take it one step further, you know, not only do they forget that these are 16 and 17 and you know 18 year old kids that that were going through this they forget that this was back in 1999 right you know and kids have changed tremendously uh, you know in between then and now and so not to say that You know we were more innocent but there were there in a way we were because you know technology was so different television was so different morality was so different you know yeah and so it's just it just completely you know catches me off guard at times when i hear some of these conspiracy theories because it's like you know what planet are you
0: guys from you know <laughs> well yeah but for the prosecution I imagine talking to the the jury or or to the judge or whatever that to get to get the prosecution's point across they have to use modern day conversation and hope that people don't really remember what it was like in 1999 yeah I think it was a more innocent time I absolutely agree with that and of course i I think back I'm like okay what are some of the moments in my high school career that I really recall first of all and you know especially centered around a guy for example and you know I remember some things but certainly not all the details like I remember okay yeah I saw you in silk screening class on you know this one particular day and it was nice out of but you your memory is revolving around the fact that you were pissed off at a boyfriend and you know and so those Uh are things that really stick in a person's mind i feel like
1: exactly especially when you consider you know my boyfriend Derek at the time you know him picking me up from that library was not an everyday occurrence uh traditionally he would i would usually walk out to um one of the student parking lots and have him pick me up and it just so happened that I knew he was going to be a while, Uh, not as late as what he was, but I knew he was going to be a while, and so I decided to have him pick me up at the library, seeing as though it was a public library, and it was still on school grounds, so it wasn't, you know, very far for me to have to walk, Um, and it just so happened that that was the location that I picked that day, Um, but that wasn't something that happened every day,
0: so... yeah. It's
1: Excuse so. <laughs>
0: do you do you feel like just every day that goes by? Do you, does this does this stuff come up to you every day, or do, are you able to have a regular life, or is this something that's always well, looming over you from since January, you know, nineteen ninety nine?
1: Um, I don't know. The best answer I can give you is yes and no.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. You know, I I am on social media. I am on Twitter.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm quite addicted to it, I will admit. Uh, (laughs) uh, I just like the the, the fast pace of the news um, and the information that you get. Um, I used to watch a lot of news, and now not so much, because you can get the same news a lot more direct and a lot faster on Twitter. Uh, But in general I I think in the last couple of years I've learned to separate the two um, so that the case doesn't consume my life like it used to yeah um, so on a daily basis um, yeah you know this case anon is something that's always on my mind because it's not settled it's still not done so until we we get some sort of finality to it. Um, it's always going to be in the back of my mind. But on an everyday basis, you know, I'm raising three boys, uh, six, four, and 13 months. So I don't have the luxury of uh, sitting around thinking about every detail every day. You know, I have a life. Sure. um you know, and I and I have learned to to put it on the back burner when it needs to be, and then um, you know when something happens or we have new information, of course it's it tends to consume that day or you know those couple days, and then it goes back to the bur- back burner so I can function with my life. You know. Right. Do you um. Do you
0: have a theory as to why you weren't called originally to testify way back? After you wrote the letters and said, hey, man, I saw you in the library, you know, tell somebody, and Adnan said to his defense, hey, there is there is a witness. And the fact that you weren't called, that just is so weird to me.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, no, I, I mean, I don't have a theory. I always just assumed that it was, Inconsequ- inconsequential, you know, like, if you, I mean, how many times are you out and about and you run into someone you know, or a friend of a friend at the grocery store or at Starbucks and you have, you know, a conversation with them and, and you just go on about your life, you, you know, if something were to happen and you said, hey, you know, I, I remember seeing that person that day and I talked to them. And, you know, and you and you mention that to their family or, you know, whomever, and no one ever reaches out to you. You just assume that that was just some random thing. You have to just see that person on the same day that this crazy
0: thing happened. Well, wow, I think too, when that, you're a teenager. You know? If you're a teenager and you say, hey, I saw this, I saw this person, and then no adult follows up with you, I think the teenager mind would be like, oh, well... It's not like a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, and a seventeen-year-old doesn't know. I would. I mean, maybe now in the advent of the internet and all that, but I would venture to say most teenagers, unless they really paid attention in ninth-grade civics class, they don't. They mm-hmm. would not really understand the follow-through mechanism.
1: Exactly, and you know, to me, um, that was. I had two motivations for writing to anonymous. The first was to let him know that I had told his family the information, uh, you know, that I had given to them in the event that they didn't think it was important and maybe it was important. Maybe he would know better, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote to him to say, hey, you know, um, I went to your family's house. I remember seeing you. This, You know, this is what I told your family. I remember seeing you. Hope everything, you know, going well, considering, you know, you're in jail. And, um, just thought I'd put that out there in case, you know, anybody needs to contact me. You know, and the other reason for writing was just pure, you know, uh, curiosity. Wanting to know what was going on. Everybody had all these rumors swirling around our environment, um, and no one really knew what to think. Um, you know, you had some people who assumed, who figured he was guilty because he was remaining in custody. You had people who thought he was not guilty. You had people who didn't know either way. But you know, went every which way based on whatever rumor they heard. And so, I wanted to know what was going on. And I've always been the type of person that you you need to get your information from the horse's mouth. And so, you know, in the process of writing the letters, when you read them online, you can see that there's a lot of curiosity there. There's a lot of questions that are being asked. Because, you know, I want to know what's going on, you know, what am I potentially being involved in. And here, by the way, I you know, I told your family that this is what happened. Um, and I'm telling you in the event that they forget, you know?
0: How did the rumor mill of high school react to your letters at first? I mean, did, because I imagine that became part of the rumor mill as well, is that, oh, well,
1: Asia's... No, 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 no one, these letters weren't even um, a thing until here recently, Till serial. Uh, these were, I, I assume these were private letters. Um, you know, oh, I, I see, okay. I mailed them. I don't even recall... I don't even recall if I ever told anyone that
0: I wrote to him. Did you tell people that that you saw him in the library? I mean, with all this, I know there was a time frame between her disappearance, between when Hay disappeared and when they found her body, That there was, what, a month went by or something? A few weeks went by? I believe it was eight, I think it was eight weeks. Eight weeks, so... In that yeah. time, though, were you like, wow, this is crazy. I swear I saw him in the library. Were people, did people believe you, or was it just that high school thing? Where it people... was
1: It was just, it was a top of a, it was part of, of uh, a larger conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I told uh, one of my, my teachers. I know I told my ex-boyfriend, because he was in a class with me, um, a class that I had with that same teacher. And so... Um, I'm sure it was part of a group discussion, but I don't recall exactly um, who I told that to, Uh, but I can imagine how I would say that. And it wouldn't be anything that would be cause for alarm because again, it, when I, even, even years afterwards, um, and by this time, you know, assuming that he was guilty, even years later, um, I would say things to people like yeah i saw this guy from high school the same day he went and killed somebody you know and it's just like and i can't give you an example right now of the (laughs) title which that would come up (laughs) but you know it's never been anything that's like you know oh stop the prices it's just kind of been um just one of those Crazy life things that that tend to come up in conversation, like you know, what's the craziest thing that ever happened to you in high school? Oh well, one <laughs> long time, I I had a conversation with this guy and he ended up, you know, doing this. Um, yeah, I'm
0: and, sure if if that competition is ever happening at a party, you're gonna win hands down every time <laughs> for sure.
1: You know, and the, and the crazy thing is, you know, with my ex boyfriend and his friends. Uh, I think that the the primary reason why they don't remember is because they don't remember anon, um, because they don't they didn't know him. You know, they didn't go to our school. But I think that um, the other reason is because when I talked to them about it at the time, I thought he had been rightfully convicted. So I told them, "Hey, you remember that guy that was in the library that day that you picked me up?" and they're like yeah yeah I'm like, well he ended up killing his girlfriend crazy right you know but i i never reiterated that that they believed that that all happened the same day because i don't even think back then that i i knew that to even be the case you mean you because know? you didn't so,
0: you didn't know if he was being convicted yet or just because you didn't think that was it Derek would remember or
1: well i didn't think that um I didn't think to tell them that it happened that day because I didn't know that at the time. I never followed the case. Did they? So So I didn't know what the state's argument ever was until, uh, jeez. Yeah. Until I listened to Serial, really. I mean, I got some case information from Kevin Yurk in 2010, but I don't think it was until I, I heard Serial that I knew or that I learned that, um, he was suspected of killing her that same day. I mean, right at the t- at the time, the issue was we're trying to put together the pieces of his day, and um, but just as a kid, it just never, you know, I just never, I, I never thought about it that way.
0: Well, I think too. I mean, so. I was a friend of a friend of yours right it, you were not in each other's circles you were more a more peripheral circle they, they were f- yeah
1: well a lot of I have I'm I guess I'm kind of strange but I actually have a group of veterans um, that I've had uh, say about three of them from elementary school and four of them in middle school through high school and college, and we're all still friends now. And um, a lot of those people were in the magnet program. I was not. Um, and a lot of those people I also played sports with. Uh, so they, a lot of them were, you know, had classes with Anon. Some of them played football with Anon. And um, my ex lived in um, a close neighborhood, you know, in the same neighborhood, and um, they were friends, and after me and my ex broke up, we remained friends, we're still friends to this day, (laughs) and um, so we, I never had an opportunity to hang out with non and get to know him on a personal basis, you know, the same as hey, but because we were all athletes, we were all friends. You know, we were all well-known people in school, so I knew of him. You know, and at the time, I would have mm-hmm. considered him a friend, but I didn't. You know, I didn't have a, a personal relationship with him. But your your ex boyfriend hey, li-
0: your ex boyfriend lived in the neighbor in the neighborhood. Who your ex boyfriend now? He was current boyfriend then when you were a kid, but they they lived in the same. Central area. No, 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 no.
1: There's two exes in the story, so a lot of people get that that's oh, So did, okay. at the time when Hay m- went missing, I had a ex-boyfriend who was an on friend, uh-huh. and then I had a boyfriend Derek, who is now an ex
0: as well. And that's that, that's Derek, right? The one that you were current, the one yes. that you were going out with when Hay disappeared. That was
1: Derek. I'm talking about uh, Justin. Okay, so he actually. He actually testified at the uh, the last post-conviction hearing as well, so.
0: Oh, okay. Did he? Oh, okay, cool. Um,
1: so- oh, well, I I take that back. He, I think he was going to testify, but they decided not to use him. I, I remember seeing him at, at court, so. Okay. <laughs> I think they ended up, I wasn't allowed in the courtroom until right. afterwards, so. Right, they didn't want. I they think didn't they want- ended up not using him, his testimony.
0: Yeah, they sequester the witnesses so that they can't hear each other's stories to change their own. I think is why they do that. I, I mean, that's my
1: opinion. yeah. So, well, I heard that, and you know, in in an attempt to keep certain
0: individuals out of the courtroom as well. Yeah. So Derek came to pick you up, and he did he in in your book you said he came into the library to get you and was kind of ticked off that you were talking to another guy, but he doesn't.
1: Yeah. He doesn't, him, Him and Gerard both came into the library and, you know. Why were they not considered
0: to be witnesses then? They just, their memory of it wasn't strong enough?
1: Well, by the time, I believe by the time Rabia came to talk to me, Anand had already been convicted.
0: Right.
1: And um, I told her about speaking to them, but uh, to be frank with you, uh, Derek was not, the most well-behaved teenager. He also got in trouble with the law, and so at the time, I told her, you know, that he, you know he remembered seeing him because you remember how I said when I told them, "Hey, you remember that guy that was in the library that day? You picked me up, mm-hmm. and 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 he he ended up getting um, arrested for killing his girlfriend. So you know, based on that conversation. I told Rob, yeah, yeah, they remember seeing him in the library. But I said, you know, they don't really like court and cops and all that. So, you know, let me know if you need them or if you want to talk to them later. But, you know, offhand, you know, they're going to be like, eh, yeah, then they. I don't do. know if I want to get involved, you know. Well, if they get subpoenaed, though,
0: they have to get involved. That's the thing. I just, I wonder if that yeah. will come. Yeah. But to you that. know,
1: at sixteen and at seventeen years old, yeah, I'm not thinking, oh, you know, let's subpoena, let's get a subpoena. If I could go back, <laughs> right, I would have said, let's go to their house right now and get it an affidavit the side, you know, and knowing what I know now. Well, of yeah, course. it would have made your life
0: a lot easier because then you wouldn't have been the sole person that it hinges exactly.
1: Upon. Then I would have two other people with after Davis saying that you know they remember seeing him. Have you, but you know, such is life, you you only get one time to do things. And
0: well, you mentioned too you know, that
1: side is twenty twenty. So
0: well, of course, you mentioned too that um, and it got me thinking uh, that you said, "Oh, well, you." you kind of was like you didn't even say oh you remember that guy that i saw in the library oh he got arrested for you know uh, possibly murdering his girlfriend and it reminded me of when i was in high school um I think sophomore or junior there were there were a couple arrests in our high school one kid had broken into he was stalking one of the one of the school people one of the kids and ended up Uh breaking into her place and doing some stuff. And he got arrested, and then another kid got arrested for something else. And it was just stuff you heard in the halls. If you weren't in their actual circle, and the stories, of course, got blown out of, you know, into these huge, tall tales, you know. It was uh, a topic of conversation, you know. But nobody, if you didn't, if they weren't in your circle, you just didn't, you didn't really pay attention, because you're 16, and you're, you know, self-absorbed, mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, all you care about is... And, and exactly, and, you know, like, like I said, when I told them about that day, it was just kind of like, oh, like, check this crazy thing out, right? You remember that guy that I was talking to when you picked me up? Well, guess what happened to him, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Did you... Have and you... then it was...
0: Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say. And then it was it, the conversation was over as quickly as it began. You right. know, it just wasn't sure.
0: Do you, um, do you have you done any uh, what do you call it, memory recovery stuff at all with any kind of psych, psychiatric hypnotherapy or anything like that? <laughs>
1: um, I've actually I worked with my pastor on some things. Uh, not concerning this case um I have um uh, some memory loss uh from my childhood mm-hmm. that that I you know was working on for a while um I've never tried anything with um uh, a non um I don't know it, it kind of my uh, previous experience with it, it kind of just was very uncomfortable for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um I don't know if that's something that I will even want to do because, um, of course, it wouldn't be admissible, you know,
0: in court. Yeah, I don't, so I don't know. Be. I don't know if it is. I mean, I just don't know enough about that kind of thing. I just was curious if... I, I know that some people say that hypnotherapy isn't valid because, you know, it can create false memories. And you talk a little bit about false memories in your book. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky. The whole thing is just so tricky. It's this...
1: Yeah, and some, some things you just don't want to tamper with, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I remember what I remember, and that's what I stick to, and that's, you know, that's what I, the only thing that I offer out of this whole thing is the, the truth, the truth about what I experience and what I remember. And I don't wanna get into gray area where mm-hmm. I start trying to remember some things that may or may not be true. You know, I just I would prefer to just keep it real and keep it where it is and, and, and keep it authentic, you know?
0: Yeah. Now I'm I'm not asking you to answer this in a specific way, but more in theoretical. Do you have you have you pulled it apart That's all the stuff that you know, especially now that cereal is out, and have your own theories? Or do you just leave it well enough alone and don't even go there?
1: Well, I mean, as you can imagine, it's been, what, like, 18 years um, since we lost Hay, and, um, you know, over that 18 years, I've gone back and forth on both sides of the aisle more than probably anyone outside of family members of, um, the people involved. Right. Um, and one of the things that I had to learn to do in the last couple years is just leave it alone. Um, because you start questioning things, you start getting emotional, you know, and I would have nights where I wasn't sleeping well, or I would be crying or, you know, because... One moment I would be wondering if I was helping someone that was guilty and if Hay would be upset with me. And the next minute, you know, I would be worried that, you know, she would possibly be upset with me if I didn't come, you know, for mm-hmm. with the information that I knew because perhaps her killer is still out there. So, I mean, you know, for me, I just had to learn to just try not to... to worry about it because you know ultimately it's going to be up to the courts and ultimately we'll never really know the truth and there's nothing that I can do about it mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna sit here and run myself into the nut house you know what I mean yeah um, being over being over you know overthinking it yeah um, I just I just had to stop doing that
0: <laughs> you said you talked about um, having a apparition, or maybe a dream of. Hey, do you do you feel like she was trying to tell you something?
1: I, I'll be honest. At the time, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, <laughs> it's not every day or every night, as it were, that you experience something like that. Yeah. Um, Can you talk soon about soon after? Him? Well, soon after, you know, I became aware of, um, sleep paralysis and, um, that can be stress induced. It could be, uh, due to a, a lack of sleep. And at the time I was so stressed that I wasn't sleeping well. I actually suffer from insomnia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the, it's a side effect of one of the health, um, issues that I've been actually suffering with even right now. And, um. You know, sleep paralysis can be brought on by both of those stress and and lack of sleep. Um, but I mean, in a nutshell, it it was a situation where I went to sleep and um, how do you describe it? When you when you have sleep paralysis, this is exactly what it sounds like. You go you you go to lay down to go to bed, and um, you seemingly fall asleep, um, but. You're kind of halfway in between that sleep and awake um, state, and so it can cause you to have hallucinations. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds kind of funny, but a lot of people, they think that a lot of people who believe they've been abducted by aliens have actually just experienced sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but I am also a spiritual person, so um, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but you know, I've never seen a ghost, so, who knows? Um, what was, I just what's try your to gut deal with you? what I know, and I know I've never seen a ghost in real life.
0: <laughs> well, what does your gut tell you? Do you think it was just the stress, or do you think you were getting a message?
1: <sighs> at, the time, um, at the time, I took it as a sign. Yeah that I needed to stay strong Mm -hmm. and not back down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if it was a sign or if it was just my gut manifesting itself to reassure me that I was doing the right thing.
0: Um,
1: Because as you can imagine, when cereal came out, um, it was like someone dropped a bomb in my lap. And, you know, doing the right thing sounds so easy in principle, but putting your life on the line as far as your reputation, your namesake, Mm -hmm. um, and just putting the time and effort into being involved with something uh, so viral and so popular, you know, um, it's stressful. Um, and you don't know what you're getting into. All you know is that it's complete chaos, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, I had, I had reporters, you know, leaving notes on my door, um, all kinds of crazy things have happened, you know, in addition to just irrational fears that I had, you know, about people, Randomly, because I did have people randomly showing up at my house, I was you know worried people would show up at my house with cameras, and you know I had small children and and it was you know you just don't know, and people are so nutty these days. Yeah. you know all it takes is one crazy person to like show up at your church or something and throw acid in your face. I mean you just never know
0: right. <laughs> And you felt, I mean, from what I understand, you felt betrayed by by Sarah in the, in the, in, when she she sort of ambushed you in her own way. I mean... In the beginning. I don't know that you would feel that way well, now. Well,
1: she she didn't really have a choice. I mean, how do you approach someone with something like that? Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's always <laughs> going to be an ambush, yeah, you
0: know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And that was that was one of the things that I, I heard um, when I finally met Justin Brown about them sending an investigator out to my home. You know, um, he I told him that it freaked me out. You know, when I when I finally got to meet him, and he said, you know, well, he says I'm really sorry, but we didn't know what else to do. You were all the way across the country, and we didn't know, you know, how not to freak you out. <laughs> Someone shows up at your doorstep, you know, ten and. 14 years after the fact it's gonna freak you out no matter what well
0: especially they show up at 10 o'clock at night that's not really appropriate and I mean there is this thing called the postal service that I would imagine that they could <laughs> maybe reached out that way and I don't mean to be disparaging well they had to
1: find me first yeah. um and, and I think that was one of the issues that they had was um I was never served a subpoena because they, um, they didn't know for sure that I lived there because it, they, they met with my husband. And at the time he just pretended to be a friend of mine and said that he could get a message to me. Mm. And so, and then we ended up moving, we ended up moving to Spokane, uh, probably about four months after that happened or, uh, was it four? No, I'm thinking about something else. Um, Uh, we, we ended up moving to Spokane like in October of that year. And this was, I believe in the spring. So, I mean, who knows what happened, but I mean, had I been served a subpoena, obviously I would have, um, went, um, but because the person never established that I was physically present at that residence, I don't think they ever tried to even serve me a subpoena or maybe they tried after we moved or something like that.
0: Yeah. It's so, all of this is just so fascinating, the fact that in a modern world, Sarah can dig in and get information and, and overturn, you know, overturn a conviction, really. I mean, okay. that's phenomenal. And it's funny, I've asked yeah. a lot of my friends, because everyone's listened to Serial, and I've said, okay, so what do you think? Is he guilty or innocent? And it's really split down the middle. Yeah, it's very polarizing. It really is. It's fascinating. And, you know, people are like, well, why why didn't he call her looking for her when she was missing if, you know, he loved her and respected her Mm -hmm. and all this stuff? Or why, you know, I'm like, I I don't know. I
1: have no idea. Why does Jay's story change? I don't know. Why does... The the funny thing to me is when people that know me
0: Mm
1: want to talk about the case to me Mm -hmm. and they know me, so they know, you know, I'm not a liar, not a liar. They know I'm telling the truth. Um, and, and they go, and I know you said you saw him there, but this doesn't make sense. Or, you know, <laughs> or or they're, you know, for Anon, and they're telling me how, you know, uh, why they think that he's innocent. Oh, on top of the fact that you saw him there, you know, so it's it's weird when people talk to me about it because you know no one no one who knows me ever questions my role but they question everything else about it
0: yeah and i mean i don't know that people really understand that the point of the defense is to get a client off the point of the prosecution is to put the client, to put the accused away and exactly. you know they're manipulating the story as much as anything else they're weaving a tale that's, that's whether or not, a a person, yeah, they're weaving a narrative. Whether or not the person is, is guilty or innocent, the presumption of our court system is that they are innocent until proven guilty. And with the information that was given from what I understood, and again, I'm an armchair person too, um, it <laughs> just didn't seem like enough to, to put somebody without a shadow of a doubt away for murder. It's just so bizarre. I mean, the whole thing is intriguing as all get out. You know, I mean,
1: it, it is very bizarre. Um, I think um, I don't know where I heard this or read this, but um, someone—I think it might have been a serial—when someone said questions, you know, how unlucky does a person have to be? Yeah, you know in order to be found guilty of a murder in the way that Anon was found guilty. And that is like, you know, that's kind of like one of the reasons why I wanted to get the story out Yeah, was because I knew that there was a lot of misinformation, um, even small things that seem unimportant that matter when, when, when it comes to putting the whole, um, all of the, the, the events together. And, um, that's one of the things that I find most interesting about this situation is because you, if you do not have all of the pieces, which most people don't, mm-hmm. um, I don't even understand how anyone could be a hundred percent one way or the other, right. because I have, you know, information based upon my personal experiences with various people um, that I know for me changes how I feel about certain aspects of this case, you know, uh, because I know the truth behind certain situations. Right.
0: Um,
1: and so it, it's just kind of weird to me because this case is just so multifaceted with information. Um, and a lot of things, they got dropped in the cracks, and it was like, no, this matters, you know. Um, it's And I wanted to put my portion of it out there as best as possible,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because I felt like I had minute details that made a difference. Right,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, do you, and you have not had any interaction with him at all, right? I mean, I assume you can get correspondence no. in prison, but you...
1: I don't, I I haven't seen it on since that day in the library, um, to my knowledge. I mean, perhaps in passing in a few days before his arrest in the hallway, things like that, but, you know, no, I haven't seen him since high school, I haven't talked to him since high school, um... Anybody? People often ask me, you know, have I talked to him? Do I want to talk to him? And
0: yeah,
1: um, it's like part of me wants to, and part of me doesn't, you know.
0: <laughs> I well, I understand um, when you said you would want to just look him in the eye,
1: and I mean, I don't... well, yeah, I mean, part of me wants to say, you know, tell me the truth, you know, uh, what happened? What do you know? But. That's not really, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not really realistic,
0: you know? Yeah. Man, oh man. I mean, it's just the whole thing of it is so fascinating. And, uh, and it's, it's a page-turner, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, and then listening to Serial, um, they interviewed, Sarah interviewed um, somebody from uh, Adnan's uh, mosque, who said? Oh well, he stole money out of the out of the the donations plate, so he must be a murderer. And I thought, okay, wait a minute, man. When I was seventeen or sixteen, if I'd been in charge of that, I totally would have pilfered twenty bucks to like go buy movies or can You know, you're a teenager. I think more exactly. kids would do that. That wouldn't, and you know, it doesn't make us killers. It's just
1: again, or, or something of of equivalent you know yeah and, the equivalent and, and everyone
0: has their own story too did there were there people who were jealous of the fact that he was a popular kid even adults can be jealous of children and like those girls that harassed you on, online that were trying to yeah, you up. That, <laughs> But see what does that do I, is that makes them they get their moment of fame if that goes viral I don't, honestly
1: I don't know what that was about um that is just a, a weird situation all to itself, um, uh, because I've when well, when I was in high school, you know, I I wasn't like really good friends with these girls, but um I was friendly towards them and I never had any issues with them and even in the our day and age of Facebook, I like to say I was one of the first people on Facebook because I I used to do the whole MySpace thing. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I've lived away from Baltimore since, what, 2000? And so I've had to find alternative means of staying connected with people. So the internet has always been a thing of mine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, like I said, I, you know, I, I did the Facebook thing. Um, and before that, you know, there was email. And, and so I've always found a way to stay connected with people. And um, I've been Facebook friends with both of them for years. We've shared photos of our families and our children. You know, uh, one of them was a stay-at-home mom. Um, And so, you know, there was that virtual connection. And so the whole situation just completely um, came out of left field for me. Um, And I'm left with the only thought being that it was an attention grab of some sort because i i honestly have no other explanation for it yeah.
0: um, so tell to people that are listening what, that don't know these two uh, oh, men, yeah the sisters uh they harassed you uh, but it was a more recent situation right this wasn't... well
1: it, i wouldn't really say it was harassment um when i was when i was writing my my memoir um to give to give you guys a little context i uh after testifying, like I said, I I was put into contact with uh, several people, and one of which was um, um, a publisher at Post Hill Press, and they wanted to work with me, and I told them that I had been, you know, writing some things in a journal, and that, uh, you know, it had been recommended to me that I should try to formulate this, and so they they talked to me, and and I shared with them some of the things that I've been writing, and they said, "Great, okay, let's. Uh, we want to do this project. Uh, let's get it done. Can you know? Uh, there's summer's coming. Making of a murderer is coming out with a book like in September. We found out that this other person is writing a book about, um, you know, true true crime, and so we want this book out for the summer. Can you get it done in three months? Because it takes us three months to get it on the shelves. Yeah. (laughs) And so, of course, I'm like, I can try. (laughs) And so I had to take the little bit of content that I had in my journals and I had to turn it into what is on Amazon right now. And I had probably about two and a half, three months to do that. So there were a lot of holes for me because it wasn't a full story yet. It was basically a a rant. It was opinions. It was emotional content. uh, But it was not put out. It wasn't put into a a timeline yet. So everything was everywhere, if you can imagine. And there were things that were missing Mm -hmm. um, that I wanted to explain and dive into a little bit deeper. And so... uh, I started. I I, I keep everything, um, all my mementos from high school in a box. And every time this case comes forward, even back when the the, the private investigator showed up at my home, you know, I end up diving into the high school box, looking at high school photos all over again, going through my yearbook all over again. And um, during this time, when I was going through the book, I found the picture of these two sisters. Um, And I remember that it was from um, our cooperative education class. And and we had to check in. It wasn't really a class, but we had to check in at a a particular classroom with a particular teacher before we could leave for the day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they would make us wait because um, it was in between um, some of the It was in between schedule for some of some other students and they didn't want us commingling in the hallway, Mm -hmm. you know, as we were leaving campus, they didn't want us commingling with the other students. And so sometimes they would make us wait, you know, 10, 15 minutes for the bell change for them, the other students to get into the cafeteria before they would let us leave the, 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 you know, the classroom. And so I found this picture of them. And, um, I was pretty sure that it was co-op class because I, I didn't, there were some other people in the photo that, you know, I never had classes with. And, um, so being that we were Facebook friends, I sent it to the one sister who was the stay at home mom. And I, well, actually I sent it to both of them and I said, um, you know, do you remember what class this photo of you guys is taken in, and who is this in the photo? Because it was only one, and they're they're identical twins, and there's only one of them in the photo, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get a straight answer, but, you know, it's 17 years later, so it's like, okay, I get it, if you don't, if you don't know, um, I thought I knew what, I I still think I know to this day which one it is because I I'm pretty good when it comes to telling my identical twin friends apart. I've had
0: mm-hmm.
1: many sets of friends, and uh, so I had an idea who it was, and I had an idea what class it was, but I was looking for confirmation because I was going to reference um, that in the uh, in the book. And so, I couldn't get a straight answer from either one of them about, you know, what class they thought it was, who, which one of them they thought was in the photo. And so, I was like, hey, you know, don't worry about it, it's not a big deal. And then, you know, many, many, many months later, after we go to court and on is granted a retrial, I get an actual email from one of the sisters saying that I'm a liar and I'm trying to, you know, make money or what have you and, you know, just... Completely attacking me out of left field about my involvement in this case um, so as you can imagine, it's just complete out of the blue, so this is how crazy um that part of my life had been when the case was you know going to court and going through all of that. I assumed that you you know someone had perhaps who was a fan of the case had got a hold of their. Facebook account and was using their account to send me some kind of crazy message, you know, because people's Facebook accounts get hacked all the time. And so I was like, okay, this is really bizarre. I showed my husband. He's like, that's really strange. So I sent a message to the other sister saying, hey, um, is your sister's account, did her account get hacked because I'm getting this really crazy message? And it doesn't sound like something she would say or like, you know, it doesn't sound like her, the person that I've spoken with on Facebook throughout these last few years. And her sister goes off on me. Her sister's like, no, you know, she didn't get hacked. You are a liar. And she's like, I remember fighting with you and you said that you were going to lie for him and just, just. Crazy, so I'm like, okay, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. So I show my husband again, and he's like, he's like, this is crazy.
0: And did, so this um, happened right I after, actually, Did this happen right after Serial came out? So they
1: heard your te- your yeah. This this happened after we went to court. So I talked to them, um, right. After um, actually, was it right after um, when I when I first talked to them, it wasn't like cereal uh, had been out. Um, and the crazy thing is, when cereal came out, I didn't even know about cereal. Um, I had people contacting me via text message and Facebook, telling me that I was on the radio. And one of these sisters is one of the people who reached out to me and said, "Hey, have you heard this? So she, this is on the internet."
0: So she reached out to you and said, "Hey, you're on here, and you're saying that you saw him in the library, but she doesn't attack you then. She waits until the exactly. book exactly. So that's
1: weird. Exactly, she waited until what eighteen months later." Yeah, that's Almost two years later. Certainly
0: suspects To yeah. have this
1: memory and, you know, it's just, so the whole thing is just completely bizarre. Yeah. And that's why I said I'm left only thinking that this was like some misguided attempt to get some attention because otherwise I can't, I have no explanation for it unless perhaps... They had an argument with someone else, and they're, you know, conflating the two situations mm-hmm. and thinking that it was me and it wasn't me. I have no idea.
0: Right.
1: Right. Uh, and so it's just the whole situation is just, is just so odd. It just it, it gets under my skin because it just doesn't make any sense, you know?
0: Well, yeah, and your character is being attacked, which I imagine it doesn't feel very good either.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's, that's given, but the sad thing is I'm so used to that being attacked that that's not even what bothers me about it. You know, it's the fact that I had for all intents and purposes, I had a friendship, you know,
0: yeah.
1: Um, because we, we do, we have these virtual relationships with people and, you know, and we become friendly with them on a virtual level. Um, and these were people whose photos I enjoyed and people who, who I enjoyed checking in on from time to time and seeing their kids grow up, you know, on Facebook and, oh, she's walking now and, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's just, that's what bothers me is honestly that, um, you know, the idea that uh, someone who who I thought was you know, somewhat friendly with me would would um, do something like that just to try to get some fame or attention. That's what's disturbing to me.
0: Yeah, human you nature know, is, is tricky, though. I mean, I've had, especially, I don't know, maybe this is a sexist thing to say, but I've had female relationships in my, you know, in my 20s and stuff where a, a girlfriend will... Suddenly, get bully energy, for lack of a better word, and just start attacking. <laughs> it's it's sort of like a survival of the fittest if they feel that one person in the group is the alpha. The the you yeah, know.
1: but even in those situations, it's usually someone that you're having, you know, uh, a or, personal relationship. You're having, you're interacting with them, you know, physically. These are people that you you go to dinner with or people, you know, not. Sure, I, but to be devil's a friend that you haven't seen in 20 years. But you see, know? <laughs> that's
0: to me that makes even more sense because they don't have an emotional attachment to someone. They can say, "Oh, let's weave this tale." If we can get our own book out of it, it's her. Her, you know, there's not that emotional yeah. connection. I don't know. I mean, that's all hearsay, of course, and conjecture. But it's just, yeah. it's just something to think about. I think you know,
1: it's very easy to. Throw it's, the, it's possible, but it's just. is I don't know. I I don't think like that. So, you know, when I when people do things like that, yeah, I, I can imagine it. Yeah, I can see how. But I have issues uh, processing that that kind of nature because I'm not like that. I you know,
0: I'm just I must be partially devious. So
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense to me.
0: <laughs> I could totally see people doing that. And I just think that it's it's interesting to me. I think this happens constantly that uh, there are. Folks with hands full of stones willing to toss them left and right because if they throw the stones first, maybe nobody will look at them, you know? So, yeah. what happens yeah. next for you? What's uh, in, in regards to all of this? What happens next? Or do you even know? <laughs> I have no clue. I will you be
1: called for. Seriously. I mean, is it getting re you know what? Do you get? I have call- no, clue. no I, clue. I have uh, Google alerts in my emails, so there are certain keywords that I scan the internet for, and that's usually how I get the bulk of my news. That Twitter, and I'm pretty much just re- reacting on the fly to whatever happens. Uh, right now, we're literally in legal purgatory, yeah, and mm-hmm. <laughs> which sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, because it's kind of like. You, you do this great thing, but I'm still human. I still want to go on with my life. I don't want to be the serial alibi, you know, for the rest of my life. I don't want to be, you know, I'm 36 years old. I don't want to be pushing 50, and we're still arguing this in, in court, you know? Right. Um. Not that it would even go that long, hopefully, but... Well, it's stalling uh,
0: right now, right? There's a stall.
1: Yeah, I, well, you know, they went back to court because the state appealed some issues um, after another one, the post-conviction hearing and because they appealed some issues, the state cross-appealed. And so they went to court and whipped out their rulers to measure who had the biggest you-know-what. Mm-hmm. And um, right now we're waiting to see what the results are. Uh, <laughs> And I was told that that could be anywhere from three months to, you know, uh, possibly a year. And, and he stays in jail, even though the convictions
0: are returned, he has to stay incarcerated, or?
1: Yes, they, uh, they filed for bail, and that was rejected. Wow. So, he waits.
0: Huh. That's quite a story.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. If if the state loses I assume we'd go for it with a retrial and I don't even have an idea if I would be participating in a retrial because who knows what would happen then would the state try to argue the same arguments would they try to change the timeline yeah, but if, if it's even possible you know and if, if they ca- change if they try to change the timeline does that eliminate me and you know there's all kinds of things that can
0: happen. Yeah, but I thought double jeopardy meant that you um, you wouldn't be tried again for the same crime. If if it's overturned, isn't that it?
1: No, it it's, it's not. It, it's kind of weird. It's not overturned in that sense. It, mm. it's, so it's, it's convic- convicting. It would be the state saying that Christina Gutierrez was neglect in her duties you know, and because of the issues with the cell phone towers right. that that would negate that we would have to start all the way over at square one it doesn't make a that,
0: mistrial i'm sorry what was that i said doesn't that make it a mistrial or no they figured out a loophole no. oh wow okay. it's, it's not a mistrial it's a do-over interesting i don't know what the legal term for it is but in my world it's a do-over do-over is a good that's a good legal term i think (laughs)
1: Uh, i'll accept that you'll accept it i appreciate it so then we would go back they would go back to court and it would be as if and this is the crazy thing it would be as if None of the last 17 years ever happened as far as the court is concerned. How are they going to They would be trying jury? to find jurors that Sheesh. have no idea about this case. Unreal. And, and they would be arguing it as if it just happened. They would have to mitigate it as if it just happened.
0: I mean, I can't even imagine where they would find a jury that hasn't heard of serial. It must be one of the most publicized... I mean, it's like a Lindbergh baby thing or something. It's, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Uh, from someone who's personally involved, I can seriously tell you that at least two out of five people have heard cereal, and three out of five know about it. Yeah. That, there's that one person that may or may not have listened to it. They've heard about it. Right. And they're thinking about listening to it. So. And then it gets, I mean, it gets
0: tried in Maryland in Baltimore uh, you know, I mean, if yeah it's,
1: Maryland, in Baltimore, oh they would have to they would have to move it. there's yeah. no way that they could do it and yeah. I mean, yeah, No.
0: <laughs> it's gonna get weirder it would it would be a long shot this is this is definitely gonna get weirder before it's yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, Asia, I, so. I really appreciate your time and your candor. Um, I'll tell everybody, I'll put on my, on heyhumanpodcast.com, I'll put a link on Amazon to Confessions of a Serial Alibi so people know how to find your book. Um, okay. Thank you. I appreciate you, that. You might want to be keeping notes all along because I have a feeling there'll be another book.
1: <laughs> There's going to be a second book. I think I'm done. I oh, think you're done. I think I'm
0: done. Yeah. Time
1: yeah. Okay. If anything, I would consider, uh, you know, doing a second edition. Uh,
0: oh yeah, that
1: may have additional stuff in it, but sure, I don't sure. even think I want to do that. Um, I think I've I've had my the lion's share of yeah. that experience, um, and I I did what I set out to do as far as getting the bits and pieces out there and getting my perspective out there and getting my truth and um, in. Out there, and if people want to know, right You know, um, I'm totally not offended if people have no interest in the book. <laughs> that means it wasn't written for you. So yeah, sure. <laughs> and if people want to follow um, you, follow
0: you on Twitter. How do they find you?
1: They can find me at Asia R. Chapman. So Twitter.com/slash Asia Chapman.
0: Yeah, and I'll put a link to that as well. Asia, thank you so very much. I really appreciate your time.
1: Well, thank you. I um, appreciate your kindness and your patience with me. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh, I wish you all the success and love in the world and blessings on your family and all the good stuff.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I'll take as many
0: as I can get out of Have a wonderful evening. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye.